0: I feel like I don't want to repeat of the um, Chelsea uh, rejects old players that we did. I mean, okay, Luis was decent for us. He did have those mistakes in him. But then, you know, it's. I feel like the Williams situation kind of just scarred me a little bit. So I'm just... Eh. Scardino in what? Wait, uh, Brazilian players? No, or? no, not Brazilian players at all. It, just um, bringing in players from other teams that maybe haven't necessarily. Uh, I I mean been, been prolific. I, I, I kind of understand your posi- your disposition, but Arsenal has also succeeded from doing that you could pretty much say Henry was a flop at Juventus before he came to Arsenal. Well, I mean, it, it happens for, for uh, lots of players. I mean, we have a recent example. Alexis Sanchez was like blistering for us and he was was horrible horrible for 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 Manchester United. Just not even ish. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's true. Um, Lukaku hasn't lived up to the hype at Chelsea. Yeah, he hasn't, but uh, he's... But the funny thing, like, um, I was actually looking at a video on the Premier League website because uh, uh, Ronaldo just uh, joined the, the 100 goal clubs in the, in, the, in the, scored in the Premier League. And they were looking at, like, well, who are the other current players who have 100 goals in the Premier League? And Lukaku is up there. Oh. And I was just and I, just, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then I remember that he has played for so many teams in the yeah, league. Yeah, he has. West Brom, Everton, Chelsea, Manchester, I keep forgetting he He played played for for Manchester United at one point. Yeah, he's actually played for a lot of, uh, yeah, but I mean, you could say his best seasons were when he was at Everton, Uh, I guess also when he played for uh, Inter as well. I mean, I I saw someone, someone said that Chelsea bought Lukaku twice and he flopped twice. Which I think is, is is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I can also understand that sentiment because he just hasn't done enough. Because uh, if we just touch on it real quick, the Chelsea Arsenal game, he he was almost like a bystander Yeah, he in was that game. He, he didn't very contribute non-existent enough in uh, game. to the game. And that's how it's been for a lot of the season. Um but who knows, maybe next season, I don't know what they'll do. Um, that's not really it. my business. Uh, hopefully, it <laughs> doesn't get back on form. That's just how I see it. But anyways, um, what's up, guys? This is Football by the Sea. I'm your host, John. And I'm Day. Sorry, I wasn't here last week. I was a bit under the weather, but I am back. and yep. hearty. Yep, held it down for y'all and um, what a week of games it has been like honestly this is why football is just it's just mad is if you could have predicted any of the results that were coming I don't think anyone would have seen um, Arsenal taking back control of top four or um, Tottenham losing to Brighton and uh, drawing at Brentford. And, uh, you know, let's just start uh, from the the first big game of the week on Tuesday, which was uh, the, the Liverpool-Manchester Man- yeah, United liverpool game. liverpool Manu game. Um, I think everyone could have predicted that Manu were going to lose, but to see the level of which Manu is just... Oof, they're so bad right now, dude. Yeah, it's... They're, I mean... Mind you, in a way is an enigma because when you look at the players in that team, they definitely should be performing way better than that. Like mm-hmm. way better than that. Even without the talisman Ronaldo, they should still be putting in a much better effort. But it but it just looks like that effort is gone. Watching that Liverpool United game, they just looked like a team that had given up completely before that game even started. Yeah. It, it, it was like they they had no energy, no fight, no nothing. It was, it was honestly, it looked like the the team had just they were just done, you know, you know you don't care anymore. That's what. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They just didn't care that they weren't chasing down balls. They were, I mean, it it was it was that bad that I think it was when that uh academy kid came on in like I think the 80th minute. Yeah. and putting in a few tackles, like... He was uh, the only one that was really giving yeah, some sort of... Yeah, he looked like at least he cared a bit more. And, yeah, so people were saying, okay, maybe it was his inexperience or whatever. But I was like, well, he was showing way more passion and way more mm-hmm. heart than yeah. any of the senior players. And it's funny that people are saying, oh, you know... I feel like it's interesting the Manu fans that say Ronaldo is a problem. He wasn't playing that day. You know, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, he had a really, really bad uh, family tragedy. You know, uh, condolences to his family, mm-hmm. and and uh, and he couldn't be there. And also, kudos to the uh, Liverpool faithful who who who, uh, who yeah. clapped him off in yeah. the seventh seventh minute. But but apart from uh, uh, from Ronaldo, United just they just looked flat flat yeah deflated. they deflated were, that was definitely a team who had accepted that okay we're gonna lose this game so let's just I know, let's just go on the field and see what happens that was the vibe that I got mm-hmm. watching that game I think Pobba came off like very early in that game right yeah like I think he got like an injury and anyway also that doesn't help I think you know that throws out the game plan but I don't think it would have made much of a difference yeah it, 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 the they're a team that have lost all confidence. Mm-hmm. They don't. I think it's a team that they themselves don't believe that they can win games, which is so sad because when we go back to the beginning of the season and we talk about what people expected of Manu and what they bought and how we all felt like they were going to do something. And even if they didn't win, they would challenge. But it, it's. It feels so, even as a rival fan, it's just like a sad sight to see Like how it's just these individually good players not being able to put things together. And when you give a team like Liverpool a chance, they're, they're going to take their chances. They're going to put you to the sword. Um, And it, I don't know, maybe we can say that the appointment of uh, Ralph Raniuk has not necessarily done them any good i mean we can't really say what that's done for them because you know he's been appointed but he any decision he makes doesn't come into uh doesn't have any consequence until the summer so so i guess what that was supposed to show that okay at least there's some stability going forward Mm -hmm. which i would agree with Mm. i just feel like why didn't they just go for this during January, you know, and just start right now. But then at the other, I also say like, okay, if he came in during January and then they had a couple of bad games, then you know, it's easy for fans to, you know, lose faith very quickly. When and, did he come in again? He's coming this summer. Oh, you're talking about 10 I, I Yeah, was, I'm, yeah. I'm saying that why didn't they just go for, okay, you know, a you replacement then? You. Yeah, you know, and bring in ten again. That. But I think uh, yeah. the thing that they were... Do- because, first of all, we know that just like the board of other teams like Arsenal, the Man U board has been very incompetent. I think they wanted to... Uh, I feel like they didn't want to fire Ole. Like it, it was the thing that was very much something that they were comfortable with him there. Um, but it got so bad, especially with the fans, and they had to respond. They had to do something. Um, And everyone thought Rannick was going to come in and steady the ship based off of the reputation that even people like Klopp and Pep were talking about him. So a lot of people felt that he would be able to do something positive, which has not been the case at all. And it goes back to the fact that the the problems there are just way deeper than just having a manager um, uh, that can fix things in the short term. So even when Ten Hag goes there uh, in the summer, I think it's not going to be an immediate thing. It's going to take much longer for for him to impose uh, his will, his style. Uh, You know, much like how uh, Arsenal, it's it's only just recently that we're seeing some sort of identity um, with the club, the team, the fans and even that is still in the early stages. Yeah, I mean, the Arsenal comparison, I would say is very different because I would, because I feel like at Arsenal, they decided that, you know what? Uh, uh, it's gonna yeah, start at, over. Yeah, that they're going back to formula, you know, that they're starting over. At Manchester United, that's because They, they of, haven't made that decision yet. They haven't made that decision and I feel that because of how big the club is, you know, that they felt like they didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And also you could say that, you know, that their, I guess their fall for grace, in a way wasn't as drastic as Arsenal's. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they never felt like they had to, uh, I guess it was the word, I guess go that deep with it. But what they wanted was a quick fix rather than, yeah. you know, actually get something stable. I mean, because we could say probably Moyes was the wrong person at the wrong time. Because Everyone thought Moyes was a, was a hack But Look at what he's doing At West Ham Yeah he, He's shown that but, but Pretty much he showed At Everton That he was a good manager And then okay Things didn't work out At Manchester United And everyone started Clining on him But now he's shown At West Ham That like oh, What he did at Everton was not a fluke Fluke. Mm. Look at that look at Everton this season <laughs> They could go down Honestly Oof Yeah And then who came after him There was uh, Van Gaal Van Gaal then, Van Gaal is a successful manager, yeah. but he couldn't make it work there. Mourinho won them the, uh, the Europa League. League, and he said it was he and and after that performed wonders with that team. Yeah, he said coming second with that team was Ooh. his greatest achievement yeah. <laughs> in football, and we all unfairly laughed at him and said, oh, how can he? What what nonsense is he talking about? I was like he's won the Premier League. How can he say that this was?" I mean. Uh, won the Champions League with like a party. How can you say this is harder? But looking back, like, oh, he was boy was right, spitting, he was right. He was, he was definitely saying something that we on the outside couldn't see. I mean, we saw in uh, uh, Alexis Sanchez's book recently where he said, uh, after he signed for Manchester United after his first training session, he felt like, Oh, I want to go back to Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> he called his manager and said, Can we go back? Yeah, yeah. which means that there, there is something that stinks up in there yeah far beyond from from the top to the bottom yeah and and i think all that happens shows that it goes beyond the manager Mm. and it goes beyond the staff and everything it's it's definitely something that it's coming from the top yeah and i feel like the managers there aren't able to have maybe the control or impose what they want to impose there so i feel like eric ten Hag going there is going to have a big job on his hands but you know a lot of the Rumors that have come out have been talking about how um, he's going to have a player overhaul in the summer. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how their transfer yeah, window goes. Yeah, there's rumors that are overhauled. And then there's another rumor right here that says unlikely to be a overhaul. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen yet. And like you said, you know, the season isn't over yet. He's he's still concentrating on, uh, on uh, Ajax right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, United definitely need need a change somewhere, yeah. and maybe not being in Europe would help them. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah, maybe. So we'll see what but happens. On but on the other Liverpool, side, Liverpool is just <sighs> Liverpool. Honestly, if the, if they don't win the league, it would I'll be I'll feel kind of bad for them just because they brought themselves back into that race and just. Not having the Manchester City there would mean that they would be dominant for so long, but you know it's good that they have that competition. I just feel like yeah, it goes both it's so ways hard with, with for, those teams if there was no Liverpool, Man city would just be pretty much the premier League would be uh, would be the bonus league, yeah, but I just feel like the um in terms of Premier League wins um trophies. Massey is significantly taking a whole lot more than Liverpool have. That's why I think I wanted them to uh, get a second one because they didn't get one in front of fans, that that first one. No, I get that. For me, the only reason I want... like For me, I just want some team, whether it's City or Liverpool, to do the trouble so that United fans can stop talking about it. (laughs) And I know it will hurt them even more. If it's either City or Liverpool, yeah, because those really are the arrivals. Because I know if it's a different team, maybe Chelsea did it, or let's say Arsenal, some other team did it, they were like, Okay, yeah, another team. But the fact that it could be Liverpool or City, These deadly rivals that does a treble. I mean, well, uh, uh, City can't do the treble anymore, but if Liverpool can somehow get lucky and then do the treble, it, it, it will hurt them that much. That's the only reason I would go for Liverpool. mm-hmm for the title, but then they have to go for the Champions League and so on. But uh, uh, there's still, uh, uh, there's still quite a bit of football left, so yeah. So, we'll moving see. on from that, uh, the on Wednesday we had a lot of well, one really big game, uh, and that's uh, Chelsea Arsenal. So, um, yeah, uh, I think on the last episode I mentioned that. Listen, I didn't expect Arsenal to win. I don't think anyone... Most people didn't expect Arsenal to win. But I wasn't as surprised by the result just because right now Arsenal seems like the kind of team where the inconsistency in the youth, and this is something that Arteta has talked about, means that they're going to have those times when they could capitulate, but then they could also... Um, bring it back, and they could also bounce back quite easily. And to do it against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, granted, Chelsea had one or two players missing. They didn't have Rudiger. And I um, can't remember who else wasn't playing. Mean, it was, was it Christensen? Um, yeah, Christensen was the one who messed up. Oh, yeah, for the first goal. Um, no, I think it was Marco Marcos Alonso that messed up. No, it was Christensen. Okay. Um, but, yeah, and Arsenal have in my opinion way bigger uh players out so um Arteta I think you could call this one this was definitely a tactical game um between Arteta and uh and Arteta won that tactical battle because the way he set up the team uh the formation kept changing at some point it was five at the back then then it was a three then it was four um, when they went forward at some points it was it was um, three and then some other times it was four and then it... yeah it, it was hard to read the uh, I, I guess you could say it was a fluid formation mm. so I guess it became a three I think during attacks but then turned into a four during while they were defending mm-hmm. so you and it, I thought he, bringing in uh, players like holding and uh el Nenny made a huge difference and taking out Lakonga who i feel um was definitely not uh, i think Lakonga i think is just not ready yeah for the rigorousness i guess of uh of of top flight football he still needs he, he needs someone who's very experienced ne- near him to sort of like protect him and yeah. like learn from but in a uh, but apart from that, yeah, like you could say uh, Ateta, I guess, got, just got his tactics right while Tucho got his wrong. It was, uh, personally, like I said, I guess because of how this season has gone, it was surprising and not surprising. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, the three games that Arsenal lost, are the games that people expected them to win, and then the games that they've won or the games where they expected arsenal to struggle and and they've won these past too it it was yeah it was doom and gloom yeah it was doom and gloom so many people are saying oh top four is gone you know tottenham were pretty much finding form just as arsenal was faltering and then it's it's a beautiful it 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 comes (laughs) back to like you know you can't write this stuff yeah because the funny thing is that if you do write a story like this, I'm going to tell you, like, yo, there is too much up and down going on in your yeah. story, man. Like, <laughs> like, like, you have to stay with it. If not, you're going to, like, lose the reader. So, like, yeah, it's, like, yeah, real life is, is crazier than any. Yeah, this is more entertaining for me than any soap opera because the, like you said, you can't write the ups and downs and, and the emotions involved are just so uh, heightened, Especially losing three games on the bounce, you would think there's just no way. And me, I think I had this outside hope. It was like an outside, I was like, I'll watch the game, I'll tune in. But, you know, if we, my thing is if we don't score first, I don't know. I feel like maybe the players' heads would drop. But then I feel like what happens when Arsenal scores first is that it helps build the momentum and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, but- I mean Arsenal has a terrible record under Arteta for for when they go down. I think when they go down first, they've only come back to win once mm. under Arteta. So when they don't score first, there's a very high chance that they're not winning that game. So yeah, so scoring first definitely helped and to I- to put their heads up and and also kudos to the away Arsenal fans have have been from over here they've, they've been, been amazing, amazing this amazing, season amazing, I think even the came out and said that like the away fans made them feel like they were playing at home, yeah in them. that game and so and that and that helped to push them, and I think that's kudos to how they've connected with the players and with how the season has gone um yeah, I know. think it helps that most of the fan base have bought into the idea that okay, this is a young team, and there's gonna be those downs as painful as they are. Mm-hmm. But then it also it makes the ups a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, and I think that's also credit to Arteta for trying to build that uh, unity between the fans and the players. And yeah, he has it, and yeah, kudos to him. And uh, and and his counterpart Tuchu just sounded like uh, like, oh, a like, solo a <laughs> like a sore loser. B like a sore loser. That day, I, I I was quite surprised at that. I I know that he was frustrated at like I wasn't that surprised. I feel like from... No, I I I, I was surprised because when he came out and first said that oh they scored four goals and only Arsenal scored one, he said they scored five goals. I was like, wait, what the? I was like, what is that about? What are you talking about? I was (laughs) like, okay, and then then he started complaining about their his own pitch. I, I couldn't understand that. I was like, okay, yes, some of his players slipped. But so did Arsenal players. I remember there was a Smith Rowe was like on the ball once in the attack, and then he slipped. Mm-hmm. He could have been like clean through, but he slipped. And it was like Eddie Nketiah slipped too. Was, yeah, players on both teams were slipping. So, so I don't know like, if, if they played on a different pitch than than the other the Arsenal players that were playing on. It made no sense. Yeah, you know it, it was yeah he, his reaction was it was just very it was very arrogant. It was like take. Just, you know, I think he came out the next day or maybe during his press conference and said that he also made some mistakes, which at least was good. (laughs) But you could tell that he was very salty about the fact that he had just lost. I think they he underestimated Arsenal. He played Malang Sarr, who I don't think a lot of the Chelsea fans rate and everything. So he he got his his tactics wrong with his lineup. Yeah, he, he got his tactics wrong. I mean, Arsenal beat them at the bridge last year. Yeah. So he should have known that, okay, this is a team that's pretty much, this is an Arsenal team that's not scared to go to Stanford Bridge anymore. I, it, I think the thing is that the, the underestimation was, the, and I think that's part of him as a person being like, he's a very good manager, but I feel like he has that arrogant nature in him that was like, that's why he said the five goals comment thing, at, at least in my opinion. But I think one thing was also that Arsenal, when. Uh, they scored. Chelsea would score, and um, their their goals were lucky, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, I mean, whether they were lucky or not, the the way the game was at that point was very frantic. It was just, it was pretty much basketball. Yeah, like it, it, it was back and forth. But I like how Arsenal kept going despite the fact that Chelsea would come back, and you know. Yeah, I mean they. Play like a team who had more to lose so therefore they just like you know it was like you know what screw it let's just go for it Yeah. while you know, Chelsea in the league you could say that they're pretty much comfortable I mean yeah. unless if something drastic happens they're not losing that third spot yeah that's, mean, that's what I if, said last week if it was uh let's say Arsenal had won those three games that they lost mm-hmm. and they came into that game I think yeah there would have been a bit even more pressure on Chelsea because I think Arsenal probably would have been right next to them yeah yeah for that third spot so anyway yeah, but yeah it was a good win for a very very good much needed win for Arsenal that um, just put much, them right much back. needed much needed um, and then the next game was uh, Everton Leicester uh, they drew 1-1 at... Yeah, Everton scoring a last minute goal yeah to, to, to tie that up against Leicester at, at home Keep their um, Premier League hopes uh-huh. alive. There's, these draws are not doing enough for them. They no. they they need three points. And... Um, Newcastle played Crystal Palace, um, beating them one nil at home. I think was it like was... eight games now that they that won. That, yeah, the uh, Newcastle. I mean, they're all they're in the top half of the table now. Yes. Yeah, wonder what some money can do for you. Um, yeah, but they haven't really like. And but, they haven't really done much Yeah um, And like They've just Turned their fortunes around But that's credit to Eddie Howe In my opinion Yeah also. Definitely um, And then Mansley Beat Brighton by Three goals at home Yeah Continuing their grip At the Top of the table Yeah Then on Thursday uh, We had Burnley Versus Southampton Burnley winning 2-0 um, Yeah man They were know. Pretty much uh, I think this is the game That put them above Everton Mm. so now Everton is in the relegation spot while they're above but I think Everton still has a game in hand I'm not sure though I think they have like two games in hand I think it's just one at this point okay Um, then on Saturday the first game of the day the early kickoff was Arsenal Manu. I was I think a lot of people were actually very confident coming off of that Chelsea game but I was a bit skeptical I didn't want to make any crazy predictions yeah a lot of people said 3-1 Yeah, a lot of people did. And I think part of it was because a lot of people also knew that this was a United team that was not just lacking confidence, had no confidence. And so a lot of people were more you know, were more again, what's the word I'll say I'll use a Nigerian, but more gingered. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 that's about this game. Yeah, that makes sense. More gingered up. But I would say to be fair, United had decent spells in this game. I think they did. During the second half, they really like they really went for it. The, the first 15 15-20 minutes of the second half, they were on Arsenal. Yeah, but let's really start from the beginning of the game because Arsenal were on from the beginning and they scored in the first three minutes. You um, know, Tavares. Yeah, um, I mean, his first goal in the Premier apart League. Apart from that, like, what was that defending? Oh, that was horrifying! I like, would, I would be so embarrassed watching that. As yeah, a, like the ball came in, and two defenders who are unmarked missed the ball. It was, it was so bad. Veron and Tellers. I mean, uh, was it that uh, I was watching that? And it was a, uh, it was a. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lee Dixon, the former Arsenal defender. Mm. He said that as a defender, you have to be a pessimist. You have to think that, like, oh, if a ball is coming in, there's a chance that. My teammate might miss the ball, so I should get ready to declare yeah. it. And instead that like, if Telus had that mentality, he he would he would have been better prepared for if uh, a Veran missed his header to declare it. But it seems that because if you go back and look at it, it seemed he, he wasn't expecting a uh, Varane to miss. So to I miss guess him. he was surprised. Yeah, but things that he was w- moving because uh... he was moving. He, he was still moving back And yeah. he just like Threw his body at it But It was just It was just It was comical It was So bad And uh, You know um, The shot from Saka Was actually saved By The But then um, Tavares Credit to him He got himself In the right position Yeah, he, slotted it uh, home. yeah he followed it through I mean Because he started that move He was the one That put the cross in um, So kudos to him For that yeah, I mean De The is another person who has been saving United this season. Yeah, I mean, it. imagine if he and Ronaldo weren't there. It's it yeah. would be a crazy. They'll probably be much lower in the table. Yeah, and then the um, and Arsenal were were on top after that for that period of the first half, and they scored a a goal that was given as offside from Inketia because um, it was it was a weird sequence because um, Saka was in the box passed the ball to um, inketia but inketia was offside I mean he didn't pass the ball to him he the ball was passed to Saka the ball, yeah and then he got fouled and as he got fouled his knee hit the ball and just passed it to her. well do you, so then he uh, passed the ball to Nketiah uh, to Nketiah, but it wasn't like a pass that he meant. No, yeah. But either way, Inkete put it in the back of the net and it was ruled as offside. But then um, VAR came in and uh, looked at it and saw that Saka was fouled by, um, I can't right, remember. Tellers. Tellers. Um, so I've seen some people, uh, especially some Manu fans, saying that that wasn't a, a penalty. But. Um, I can see it given, and I've seen it like not given also. So it was a penalty all day because it was a shoulder barge from his back, and other replays showed that he also stepped on him mm. as he did that. So it was a penalty all day. There, there, there is no argument. The the one place where they can argue about the referee messing up is for the third goal, saying that Katia was in the line of sight. But then we've also gotten rules that say that oh that well Lindelof was also in the same line of sight so he was looking uh, he was trying to look past both players yeah um, so therefore they're like, they're like okay that negates the uh, outside that yeah and, and they that said negates. that even if uh, Nketiel was too far away from yeah there was to have influenced
1: yeah there was that was quite the,
0: there was a huge amount of space um, but you know um, I don't know if you saw Rio Ferdinand talking mm-hmm. about it and he was he was yeah. pretty upset he yeah he was pretty upset I mean even like I think there was also the Cedric Suarez handball yeah that was a, there was so many uh, well, that happened decisions in this game it was actually quite a roller rollercoaster yeah, and it was called back but then they, they had the referee on the show and the referee said well according to the rules if a player uses his hands to keep himself up like that and the ball hits his hand then it shouldn't be uh classified as a handball right but there it's, are- it's a thing that like you know, you've you seen them giving and, yeah. and, and and you understand no one will argue that but but now we're seeing that according to the rules if it's not given then it's actually a rule, yeah it's so a- at that point we need to just shut up about it <laughs> but i understand that you know he felt like that was something that that got away from yeah. United that, you know, it could have changed the course of the game. Because if, if the referee gave it, I don't know if VR would have necessarily overturned it. No, no. I, I, I don't think they would have, and I would have completely been fine with them not um, not changing it. But I think that was, uh, you know, again, like, it was in the rules, so... And he will... I mean, what did they expect Cedric to really do? Um, just fall down and stay down? Um, anyways... Yeah, apart from that, but then also, then Bruno should have gotten a red card, Bruno. But before that incident, let's talk about the Bruno penalty because that came in the second half. When uh, before even we talk about that, we haven't talked about the Ronaldo goal. Um, sloppy defending from Arsenal, Gabriel uh, and Tavares. Mostly, I would say they they both didn't get um, Ronaldo in check because he just found himself in a great position. Got across and out of nothing, he scores that. So you know, again, Arsenal win these games, but they, since party's been out, um, we've been looking a little shaky. And another thing was Ramsdale wasn't commanding his box because he made a couple mistakes in this game. Like he passed the ball straight. Yeah, to I know that was Bruno. a. Yeah, yeah, he he made a couple of mistakes, but he also made a couple of, of he good made a saves. couple of key saves also. So in a way, we could say it, they, they cancel each other out. <laughs> yeah, for that, I mean, for the Ronaldo goal, I, I think that's just an experienced center forward, you know, taking advantage of of two young defenders who are, who are inexperienced. Because I don't know how many other right. But the the thing that's a problem with that is that it's coming so quickly after. Well, not quickly but um it, we were close to halftime and i think it would have been better for arsenal to it would be have been better but it, it, no it, it's uh so it's, it's more of what this team just has to learn and get used to right there there's there's still a huge 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 learning curve for this team yeah and these uh, players and yeah. then um moving on to that um bruno penalty first of all the nuno Tavares... Handball. I don't know how, why it's hard. I, I, I don't know. I that don't far know. up. Um, fair play, it was given. At that point, I was watching the game and I was like, is Arsenal really about to just throw this away like they've done with other big games? Um, Because in the last game we played at uh, Old Trafford, it was a penalty that was given to to, yeah. to make it 3-0. But then, sorry, 3-2. But then when I saw that Bruno stepped up, I didn't even think anything of it I just thought oh man we're so messed up right now we're about to be 2-2 who knows what's going to happen and then he did the hop skip and jump thing which uh, that, I I have put a curse on everyone who does that <laughs> and and they will never score another penalty again if they do that which which is funny because in we're gonna talk about the Chelsea game they did that and Jorginho missed with that same stupid technique. Yeah, I, put I, the I curse. hate it when players do that. Uh, yeah, I, I I hate that hop skip. I don't know, what I don't know what it helps to do by deceiving the keeper I, I, more. I was like, no, it's not. And I mean, well, Georgino's was was just a terrible penalty. Yeah, that was really. bad. I, I, at least uh, Bruno sent the keeper the wrong way like but, then, and then, he but just, then look at ramsay celebrating like he saved the, the thing i was i was just looking it was like Yo. he jumped in his face and he, you know what i'm here for it i, I won't even complain i was just like because i was watching a stream um the he live stream and he was a few seconds ahead and i just heard him go ha ha <laughs> and i was just like wait what? And then I saw the ball go all the way to the post, and I was like, "Yes!" And the way Ramsdale celebrated was just the <laughs> way he celebrated. Like it was just it, shithousery. It, was, <laughs> it is like say it reminded me of when Keon like celebrated story is a miss at Old Trafford, but yeah, but but this one was just like you would think R- Ramsdale just scored just scored a banger in the Champions League final. The way he celebrated. <laughs> I was like, dang, son. No, I was like, was even was for funny. me, that, <laughs> it was funny. But yeah, yeah. then, the fact that Bruno, the fact that, that yeah. Ronaldo didn't take the penalty was, I understand it, I think it came out that he said that he wasn't in the right frame of mind and I get that, but then, I mean, he, he had scored previously in the game. Yeah, I know, and he, is, he has scored against Arsenal, against Ramsdale earlier in the season. Yeah. But you know, he like you said, he has his personal stuff he's going through, so this was, a place for his teammates to help him out and they and Bruno didn't yeah I mean Bruno hasn't been having a great season not. and like we said he should have gotten sent off this game for that challenge ch- on, yeah yeah, on Bruno. For that yeah, you should have definitely missed that honestly it was a lot of interesting refereeing decisions Um but I'm glad he missed that penalty because it really helped us a lot because who knows what would have happened if they equalized um, because they still came back after that. And they, there was another chance the Alex mm. Dallow shot that Ramsdale saved. Um, but I think once um, we scored the third goal, that, which was um, man, Yeah, that completely deflated them. That mm. Shaka strike from outside the box that, oof, was a screamer. Yeah, He scored a couple of bangers against United, so long may continue. Yeah, and and I think that really just settled Arsenal down and they just controlled the rest of the game and yeah, yeah, so another good win for them, put them back in fourth place above Tottenham, who who drew with uh Brentford. Yeah, who um, last week, you know, like you said, they had the chance to pretty much cement top four and then they ended up losing to Brighton. Brighton mm-hmm. now call themselves the king of North North London. <laughs> You know, some nice banter yeah they, they, they beat both north london teams um but then yeah i i think what was crazy about that uh spurs game is they didn't re- register a shot on target yes two games in a row now they haven't registered a shot on target so they uh oh something probably teams have figured out how to play against them or they uh, they're losing the Something I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I I don't know what's what happened there because they were literally scoring like a so many goals. Like yeah, the, they were like their three goal three difference games. was their goal difference was going up. They were yeah. they were at plus eighteen, I think they're at plus twelve now or something. I don't know. They might no, still be at, plus, at plus, plus twelve. I think they're still at eighteen right now. But yeah, I I don't know what the hell happened. Um, you know, Kane. You know, I, and I think that's the thing with them is that if Kane isn't firing if Kane and Son aren't having a good game there's not really anyone else that's stepping up in that team. Yeah, true, true. It's uh uh it's peak. Yeah. Cuz Brentford had most of the chances in that game. Yeah. No, Eriksson was like pulling the strings in that game. Yeah. And that must have been really peak for them to see that. Um but then, uh, moving on from Spurs, uh, now Arsenal is back in the driver's seat with um, 60 points, you know, two points ahead of Spurs. So so, so yeah. it, it's it, it still all to play for the North yeah. London derby later next month. Uh, we'll see where both teams are when they get to that because they still have games to play before that. I think mm-hmm. Spurs have Liverpool to play before that yeah. or something. And they arsenal has West Ham next week, but anyway, before we get to that, so the rest of the games on Saturday. Uh Leicester and Villa played a boring ass game. <laughs> I don't know why I bothered yeah, watching yeah. it. Uh City destroyed Watford, yep, again, which is like saying Water is wet. I think and I think they set a record for the most consecutive team that they've bitten or something that that they've Pretty much destroyed. I think they have beat them at a scoreline of what twenty something to one or something Jeez. against Watford. It, they pretty much Watford is free three points for Man City. Yep. So if they go down, at least I mean that guarantee three points is gone from next se- <laughs> for next season. And Jesus scoring like four goals, I think. Yeah, in that he, game. yeah, he scored four goals. Yeah, uh, he had a had a really really good game. Mm. So it was a very good, you know, confidence booster for them before their Champions League game this week. Yeah, and uh, Norwich losing at home, no surprise to Newcastle. Yeah, another team who gives away three points. Yeah. And then Newcastle bossed them the game. It's a very good game for them, and we already touched on the Brentford Spurs. Yeah. And then on Sunday, uh, the uh, big surprise was Burnley beating Wolves 1 0, that took them out of the relegation spot. I Yeah, I was very, very surprised by that score. Um, I thought Wolves would have At least drawn or something But Burnley Yeah Burnley have Going back up here. Like, <laughs> like I won't lie I'll, like, I'll put my hands up I thought it was a mistake For them to fire Sean Dyke oh, That's what I said But yo he, uh, the I don't even know the name Of the guy they brought in I the didn't even bother 23 to 23 coach I didn't even bother to like Look in because I thought It wasn't going to make a difference But yo, Fair play under to 23 him 23 coach And uh, The team captain that's coaching Burnley. So it's... it's <laughs> uh, that doesn't make Sean Dice look good. I mean, let's see where they end. If they actually stay up, then yes, you can say that it makes him it look bad. I mean, but even if they don't, they're playing better. Mm. Mm. To, to me, that's the biggest thing. They're playing better without him. They seem to... This seems to be like a bit... I mean, you could say maybe the, the drive to stay up yeah. Is is pushing them, but they're actually playing better. So we'll see. What, uh, f- Wolves just disappointing. you just, just still can't score. Yeah. Maybe they can go for and catch him. Maybe we will help them score. Maybe. will see. um, Chelsea versus West Ham. No um, wait. Before we even get to the London derby game, Brighton Southampton. Brighton were leading two nil, and Southampton came back. Oh yeah. I, I I don't know what to say about that, honestly. It's it, just bottled the game. This bloody league, man. It, it just... Yeah. You can't, like... I can't like, write this stuff. You really can't. And then both teams beat Arsenal. I mean... <laughs> <huh>. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't make sense. I mean, we could look at that. that uh, Chelsea beats Southampton 6-0. Mm-hmm. And Southampton beats Arsenal 1-0. And then Arsenal beats Chelsea 4-2. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a merry-go-round. It, it's all over the anyone place. Anyone can get it. Yeah, um, it, it, it's so. like catch these hands. Everyone catches hands from everyone. Chelsea West Ham. Uh, this was a, this was a game where Chelsea once again weren't really at their best, and it took a West Ham sending off. Yeah, in the 80th, I, mean, I think it was a penalty that uh, that Lukaku won, and like we said, Georginio played rubbish that ter- he practically that was just a worse penalty than he Maroonie was practically wanted. a back pass to the goalkeeper the goalkeeper <laughs> didn't even have to dive it was so tame it was just like yeah, yeah, it, it, wah, wah. yeah it, it's one of those penalties where the only way you score is if you send the goalkeeper the wrong way but mm. I feel like even if the goalkeeper went the wrong way he probably might have had enough time to square it back and probably stop the ball that's how slow it was yeah. it was it was bad. That's why when when people when I see players take penalties and maybe they they score but they send a goalkeeper the wrong way, but it like it's low and hard. I was like, to me that's not a good penalty. Hmm. To me, a good penalty is when you put it high and high enough and enough power that even if the goalkeeper goes the right way, there is no way he catches that. Hmm. And like it's only very few players who play penalties. I know Harry Kane is one of them. Yes, he never he hardly ever plays it low, because like I was even looking at Saka's penalty for, against Manu. If, probably, if 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 like the head, high. dived the right way, he probably would have saved it. And that's uh, Abamyang. Me, I mean, all these penalties were like that. So they were always low and hard. Same thing with the uh, with 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 like a Z. So when people say oh, good penalties, it's like no 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 no. <laughs> those, to me, those are not good penalties. Those are like you you're hoping the goalkeeper goes the wrong way. Well, at least they put, they put power. Jorginho didn't. Yeah, you're, anything you're on just that. pretty much did a back pass to the goalkeeper. That's that was that. that's pretty much what, what he did he got saved by pulisic yeah pulisic came on uh and then scored a pretty much scored a last minute goal that saved his blushes it was it, it was very very poor from him because mm. right. uh, i think yeah uh, after pulisic scored the way how he was set you you just looking at Georgino, like during the celebrations, it yeah, was like he was, a. He just looked. His face was like a. Oh, thank God! Oh, thank God! <laughs> oh man! It, it it was like, And yeah, we're just watching the penalty back again. Stupid! It was so bad. <laughs> oh my days! Yeah, it was like yeah, people like in a way it it just needs to be to be banned or something yeah um (laughs) but anyways moving on from yeah but yeah but there's also ramifications for that now because i think west ham's next game is against arsenal but then now they're missing their pretty much their best defender who got a red card and they're also missing i think antonio still isn't back for them and then zuma is injured and then they have a europa league first leg this week as well so it makes you think that they might be their rest players or i mean i mean who knows what i guess most people feel like they'll be concentrating more on the europa league mm-hmm. than the league position but who knows man who knows how that would go and uh and then the final game was the Merseyside Mer- Mer- derby which um i would say Everton. Um, had a game plan to just stifle Liverpool Everton pretty much went to Spain and copied Diego Simeone's notes yeah. on trying to like frustrate uh, Liverpool you know by playing a very deep defensive line and it worked for a while because uh, Everton had a lot of chances to have scored in this game and they just didn't take them yeah um Richarlison had a couple chances. He was being a nuisance. Yeah, Richarlison. That was uh, that was just their winger. I can't remember his name. I remember. I know early on he got a yellow card for the simulation. It was it was a bad, oh, really yeah. bad dive. But he, but then uh, there was also I saw that there was also a penalty shout because he was. Uh, yeah, there was a, like brought down in the box. Yeah, another there, time. Yeah, there was another time. Yeah, I think it was. It was like a push, but it, it wasn't strong enough for me. but uh, Everton have asked the PGMOL to explain the reason why he wasn't given yeah I know but uh, to me that's just dumb then they should go back and ask why what player was it that stepped on Tommy Asu's face during our game against them at uh, at Goodison Park and Mm -hmm. didn't even get a yellow card I mean every team can complain about uh, uh, about some refereeing uh, decision so that's just there but but like clockwork Divock Origi scored against <laughs> Everton again yeah, when in doubt bring on Origi yeah they, they must hate the side of him and yeah he, he's such a clutch sub like it's ridiculous no he really is I mean uh was uh, the club called him a workout striker because I mean, because honestly I don't think any other manager has a player like that who they can bring on and be like Almost guarantee. Yeah, almost guarantee that he's gonna score a goal. Yeah. but he has said that they, that he's their most clinical finisher. I mean, I I can't argue against that yeah. because when they need a goal, like when they really really need a goal, he's yeah, the one who see, comes it. up exactly. clutch. Not Mane, not Salah, and <laughs> it's him. Yeah. So. I and mean, did you see the uh, skill that uh uh Luis Diaz did during the game? the the way how he no. controlled the ball like it was across to him and then he just controlled it from like the back I got some neighbors during the game it was like oh okay I mean Luis Diaz has been playing phenomenally well uh, since he came in and what an addition for them to be honest and uh, I, I think they Lervo have learned from their mistakes of not um, supplementing their first team in the past and I think that's what's helped them because Last season, we saw how many injuries they had towards the end of the season, and how uh, they barely finished in the top four. So, um, yeah, they 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 have better depth now, and you know, yeah, I would say you could say they probably have the best attacking depth, because if you say their regular front three is say, uh, what's his name, Mane Salah, Mane Salah and Firmino, apart from that, now they also have Diaz, Jota. they have Jota, yeah. Yeah. so, and then they also have some other uh, young kids that they can bring in uh, and also uh, what's his name Origi we're just talking mm-hmm. about they even have um, Minamino but he doesn't really play much. yeah Minamino as well but anyways uh, Liverpool went 2 0 and Everton are in the relegation zone so let, I don't know what they're going to do um, yeah it, it is it's clutch time I think I when it I see the remaining fixtures um, real quick the last game that happened today was Crystal Palace leads and that was a draw yeah mm-hmm. it was uh, a meeting of the former MLS managers <laughs> um, but no no draw there not much to say on that one I didn't actually watch it yeah it, it was just two teams that stacked for each other I'll say uh, Crystal Palace had the better chances mm. but I think uh, Leeds were able to match their energy, very well. So it's it just uh, and uh, Zaha tried to do his typical win the penalty stuff, but yeah, it didn't work this time. So the remaining fixtures, okay, so they're, they're, ooh, they're playing Chelsea next. Yeah, the remaining fixtures for Everton are not easy. Yeesh. They um, have Chelsea, they have Leicester away, they have fellow relegation Watford people away. in Watford. Then they have Bradford. And then crystal palace and finally arsenal like on the last goodness me yeah that doesn't look good at all that is not that is not fun and then if we look at the other people burnley Burnley have watford then villa then spurs and mm-hmm. villa again and then newcastle so burnley. it's not I guess you would say they're not facing as many top teams as Everton but it's not an easy running either No, because Warford is also fighting for their lives so that's going to be a tough game Yeah, Villa won't be an easy game for them Spurs are trying to get in the top four so that won't be an easy game and then they play Villa again and then New- Newcastle, New, Newcastle is, is safe but Newcastle is not taking any chances yeah so it's, it's, it's not going to be easy either yeah this yeah, this this league is uh, it's looking peak. How would you feel if Everton go down? That would be pretty wild, in my opinion. I don't think anyone wants Everton to go down because Everton have been a top flag club for, what, over 30 years now, almost 30 years now? Like, they seem to be like a regular in the Premier League, so not seeing them. I, I guess for me, it's going to be like when the time when Newcastle went down. Like, it felt surreal to me. You know what I'm, I'm making? Just imagine if a Will be in the championship. I just thought about that today. Like I don't know why. I don't. Well, I I think they'll lose a lot of players because I think a yeah. lot of players have like uh those sort a lot of sp- players will go cheaply. Yeah, because I think I remember when Newcastle got relegated, they had um, Andres Townsend Townsend in, in their team, but then they had like a clause in his contract that if they go down, he could leave for I think almost nothing, and that was when Crystal Palace got uh got him. And also I think if they're going to a lot of players it's in your contract that their paychecks will like will be reduced. Yeah. I mean but I mean they tried they they gave Liverpool a game but it's just that they should have been doing this a lot more. So um let's look at the upcoming fixtures. So on Thursday Man U Chelsea ooh I can most likely Chelsea win. I can't really see. Man, you have a terrible home form this season, and uh, they have a terrible home form. But they always seem to beat Chelsea at home, even when they're not playing well. We'll see. I don't know if they'll be able to do that this time. But uh, I think they will definitely want to do something at They just, I mean, they've lost four away games now, or, or at least four games, that they want to bounce back. Hmm. So I don't know if they will beat Chelsea but at least I expect them to play better yeah Yeah, I expect them to play better but uh, who knows because right, Chelsea isn't playing so well right now either so it's not a guaranteed uh, win for them and they're going Very to a ground game. where they don't have a great record recently mm-hmm. so the next game is uh, on Saturday the fixtures are Newcastle versus Liverpool Newcastle at home um, Liverpool win. I mean, I expect Newcastle give them a game, but uh, you know, yeah, I expect Newcastle. No, this is between two Champions League semifinals for Liverpool. Mm. Anyway, then again, they're playing Villarreal, so <laughs> who knows? But well, no game is easy in the Champions League. No, yeah, and I think Newcastle probably won't want to try. Have some confidence in themselves, so they'll probably go for it. Because I've never really seen them park park the bus against any of these teams before, so I see them going for it. But I still think it's a Liverpool win. Yep. Um, and Villa Norwich, uh, Villa win. Yep. They sometimes get battered everywhere Christmas. they go. So dancing <laughs> Crystal Palace, another draw maybe. Um, I could see I a think Crystal it's Palace probably, win. Yeah, it's probably another draw. They're playing away. If they were playing at home, then I would say probably Crystal Palace. But they're playing away, so. I mean, it's probably a draw or a Southampton win. Okay. Um, Watford Burnley. Battle of the the relegation spot. So I think there's definitely going to be a winner in this, but I just don't know. who. Maybe Burnley based off their form. Probably. And then Wolves, Wolves Brighton. Brighton. Well, Wolves can't seem to score. And Brighton just... Brighton also have that problem. But they have scored More recently So Yeah Yeah, Maybe I don't know But Wolves are playing at home They're defensively decent Uh, If I was to put money on it I'd say Brighton Okay Um, Leeds Man City Man City Yeah I mean Leeds Did beat them But that was like Two seasons ago So I don't know If they continue to play Their high energy game I think that just plays into into city's hands. I would hand. say they've been better. Yeah, but then yeah, they've been under Jesse March. They've been, they've been better and not just blindly doing that. So, but I feel like City might just have too much for them. Yeah. because yeah, I know they're definitely gonna, they 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 can't take any chances. No. Not
1: um, at
0: all. So um, let's take a quick look at the um, on Sunday on Sunday's fixtures. Everton versus Chelsea. Um, I'm going for Chelsea. Okay. Yeah, just go for Chelsea because Everton uh, just don't have it together. It could Chelsea be the team that sends Lampard so back that down? That would be wild. That, that would be poetic. Be so wild, but I mean they do have Arsenal on the last day, so that'll. No, by I me, mean, but you know the relationship between yeah, Lampard yeah, and Chelsea, because you know first Chelsea fired him and then now to send him back down. down. Oof. Yeah. And then uh, Spurs Leicester. Uh, I'm not sure how this game will play out. I don't know either. Cause Spurs have not haven't had a shot on target in in over in 180 minutes of football, and Leicester are just not consistent. But Spurs are playing at home. But then even their last home game, they didn't do good. So yeah, it's 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 hard to. I think whoever scores first in this game wins. Maybe. But really sure. I would go for a Leicester win because <laughs> really, oh yeah, wishful thinking, yeah. yeah. I think Spurs might bounce back. In my opinion, like they have no choice; they have to bounce back. Yeah, they are playing at home. But yeah. Yeah. So to go for maybe a one-nil Spurs, and, um, and then later that day, West Ham are playing Arsenal. At the I'll London go team. for an Arsenal win. Yeah, I think because West need to win this game, they need to win, and West Ham is a Sam little bit depleted. depleted significantly and they have the the semifinals of the Europa League to worry about mm, and and based off of the formation cuz Cause, uh, cause I think they've they've probably accepted that they're not going to get a top 4 place in the league but if they can win the Europa League that's Champions oh, yeah. League for them yeah yeah um so they'll probably put their all into that um but I, I don't think Arsenal should underestimate West Ham. No, way. They're, yeah, they're playing away, so they definitely shouldn't. Yeah, but I think the, based off the formation change that Arsenal have shown in the past two games, I think that they have enough, more than enough, to win that game. Um, yeah. So no, and then the final game is United Brentford on Monday. Could be a Brentford win. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. It, it, it could be a breath for if United lose to Spurs, I mean to Chelsea on Thursday, and they carry that same mentality into the Brentford game, it, it it could be a disaster. Yeah, I just can't. I don't know how United's games are going to play out now. I'm not sure. Yeah, because it seems like if Ronaldo is in scoring or doing yeah, anything, then there's nothing happening there. Well, they have, you know, Alanga's been playing decently. He has a lot of good chances. Yeah, but he's, he's still a young kid. And United ha- has a lot more senior players ahead of him. And I, I think a bigger miss for, for them. Like, imagine if uh, De Gea gets an injury or something. Oof. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, hmm. But anyways, that's that. Um, let's take a quick look at the Champions League fixtures for this week. So tomorrow, I believe we have uh, Man City-Real Madrid um, in the semi-final. And that's going to be a very, very interesting game. I'm interested to see how City set up against them. And if um, Madrid have some sort of defensive plan against City because... It yeah. also, I also think um, depends if KDB is fit because I think he might have picked up an injury in the last game, so that mm. might sig- significantly impact City. Um, no, I think it just comes down to if Guardiola overthinks this, mm. overthinks the game. If he doesn't and they stick to their plan, I think they probably have enough of a firepower to at least to to hold Real Madrid. Real Madrid, I think they just have to hold down Benzema, and Modric. Yeah. But if, they can... if those two don't have a good game, then it, it's up yeah. to then it's cities to yeah. lose. But then cities playing at home right now, so they definitely have to take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean away goals don't matter anymore, but having a good game at home it still matters. Yeah, and then on Wednesday we have Liverpool versus Villarreal. Uh, Unai Emery coming to um, England for a day. So I don't know how they'll play But I can't really see Liverpool losing this game To be honest Yeah, because the one thing I'll say about Liverpool have sort of found a way to play against low blocks Because, mm-hmm. because you know, as well as Villarreal is doing the Champions League They're not doing that great in La Liga I think they're in 7th yeah, like or 8th or so, so for them to get back to the Champions League And I think probably even the Europa League is not even Europa League because I don't think they're in a position for that. In, the, uh, in La Liga, they need to win this if they want to go back to the Champions League next season. Um, and that's the thing I I just don't see how uh, Emery is going to tactically outsmart Klopp unless and I don't think they can park the bus against Liverpool like you said they play against the low block um, I mean, cause it's what they did against Brian I said Brian Brian Munich yeah, but then yeah Liverpool is a different beast when it comes to doing that and they have the players that could run really run circles around them and like really drag players out of position so Villa has to be very 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 disciplined yeah and, and I think yeah they're playing at Anfield first and Anfield is pretty much the hardest place to play at in the Champions League. Yeah, so yeah, I see that Liverpool. So so they definitely have to get some sort of resort at Anfield to 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 progress. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we'll see. I'm very interested to see how uh, Emery sets up. Yeah, yeah, sets up. That's the more interesting encounter than what Mm -hmm. Liverpool do. And then for the Europa League. We have Leipzig versus Rangers. As Kudos I, to Rangers for for making yeah, it this yeah, far. for getting this far. But uh, uh, my money's on Leipzig, but you know I haven't followed them, watched enough, so it could go anywhere. And then we have West Ham versus uh, the destroyer of 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 the camp now, Hahn <laughs> Frankfurt. I think this is going to be a very everyone's going to be watching this game just because of the implications of. West Ham getting this far now, I want to see if Frankfurt is going to bring another 30,000 fans <laughs> that's what I'm interested so in West Ham yeah turn that stadium white like they did to the camp now that's what I want to see funny. Um, and then we also have the Conference League Leicester playing against Roma uh, Tammy Abraham's first game back in England since he left yeah I um, see that Roma probably I think that's the Roma one in my opinion um and then Feyenoord versus Marseille I don't really know how well those two are playing so no, I yeah, can't we'll say see much. well, well maybe Marseille because you know I think they they ha- they're doing very well in uh league on right now so uh I would say they have a good chance of moving further yeah I mean, Piaget has already wrapped up the league there and I uh, see Bayern already wrapped up the I think in fact I think they're the first team right now to win ten titles in a row. Yeah. it's it's impressive, but also not a good look for the league. Not at all. Not at all. Um yeah, I think those are all the games. I think that's everything. Yeah, that's everything. Like uh yeah, it's uh it's a bit of a long one today, over an hour. <laughs> but yeah, we there was a lot of games, there's a lot of stuff we have to talk about yeah so uh everyone thanks again for listening stay safe out there and uh share the podcast with your friends yeah and uh likes comments everything uh stay safe everyone take care and bye peace